There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Personal Best Podcast with me, Ruby Lola. My guest today is Hercules Nicolau. He is a life coach who shares positivity, motivation and life advice on social media. In this conversation, we discuss why Hercules started making content, his journey towards self-acceptance, how to make difficult decisions, the futility of worrying, how to stop taking things personally and so much more. I really enjoyed this conversation with Hercules. It was definitely a different style of podcast to the episodes I've already done, but I just really wanted to get through all the amazing life advice that he shares on his own platforms. So I hope you really enjoy this conversation and let's get on with the episode. Welcome to the Personal Best Thank Podcast. Thank you for having me. How are you doing today? I'm very well. Yourself? Yeah, good. Good. So excited that we've made yes. this happen. Um, so I've been following you on TikTok for a while. Yes. You've obviously built a TikTok page around sharing motivational content and giving life advice to people. And I really want to get into that today. But before we do, can you just tell us what led you to make this content What's a bit of your background for people listening? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm now coming out at the end of my 20s. And through my early 20s, I struggled a lot personally with um, my image, my mental health at times. And just in general, just like navigating and going through life thinking that I needed to have everything figured out by like 21, 25 comparing myself to like friends that were ahead of me or behind me and it wasn't I remember like being in that and being like this is it forever this is never going to end this like mental state this prison that we all at times have felt like we are in and I had tried everything every every YouTube meditation every like I'd literally sold everything moved to like Thailand Bali done done like everything um was always it's it's never enough. Like I never had felt that true like contentness. And it wasn't until like over time realizing that it wasn't about the grass is always green on the other side. It's actually greener like where we water it and like when we focus internally. 
And then for me, it was like, I need to, I almost felt like a responsibility of, I want to share this and put this out there. And one day I was walking to work and I like had a rant to the camera, which was like my first video about how um, people always say like, yeah, I'm not bad. Like when you say, oh, how yeah, are I've you? Seen the video. And I remember just being like, this is such a negative way that we like communicate. And that one kind of just ran and I was like, okay, maybe my intrusive thoughts are like worth something. So yeah, I just kept rolling with it and I kept getting more and more messages from like, especially young people that was like, thank you, man. This is like really helping me. And in the end I was like, right, this is my, this is me now. This is my duty. Like, this is what I want to do. So here we are. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Um, Because I scrolled back quite far on your TikTok and a couple years ago you were making music videos. Yeah, yeah. Was that something you wanted to pursue at one point? Yeah, it was, it was, I I find myself like a very, I'm like sliced in a few different places, which I think has always really confused me because I started my own business eight years ago now. So I've always had like this very professional part of my life. And then my passion has always been in like either fitness and music. So for me, I always felt like I can't be accepted in one of them things. For example, I can't be taken seriously in business if I like make music and I can't be taken seriously in fitness if I am like too professional. So I was always confused about who I am and what I'm supposed to be and what do people want me to be. And in the end, I was like, that is just me. I am this, that's what we all are. We're like a cocktail of all our decisions and all our hobbies. But yeah, for a while it was very heavy on music. I was like, this is this is what I want for my life. But um, that's a different world in terms of it's just so cutthroat and it kind of sucked the enjoyment out of what music was for me, which was sure. like yeah, more of a, like a mindfulness tool. It was an escape. It was a way for me to just be creative. And when I started to try and really like monetize that and make money out of it. It was just, it just wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny that you see, I didn't even know that stuff was still there. <laughs> I, I yeah. did some, I did some serious stalking. Impressed. Um, so are you a life coach now? Yes. So okay. I qualified five years ago. Okay. The reason I did the qualification was because a couple of years into when my business started to kind of take off, I would get a lot of messages from, especially young guys, um, local to where I was that was like, I really want to pick your brains and ask you some questions. And when I started to like have conversations with people, I realized that people didn't need business help or advice or anything like that. It was very like, it was very deeper than that. It was like discipline, accountability. It was almost like therapy. And in my head, I was like, I'm uneducated to like give this, proper advice but I felt really like passionate towards wanting to help these people so I was like you know what let me go away let me get qualified I actually really want to do this and yeah so that was five years ago and I kind of just had it there and never really like spoke about it that that was like what I was doing and if anyone would like pop up that would have something quite unique or like really deep that I've really felt connected to emotionally that I could see myself in I would offer them and help them like on calls, like for free, I wasn't even charging anyone. Mm. And then, yeah, the last, I say like the last year or so, I've started to take it more of a serious avenue for sure. Sure, yeah. yeah. So I really want to get into some of the lessons and pieces yes. of advice that you share on your social media. So I was kind of hoping that 
I could just reel off some of the things that you've Go said and we'll just get through as many as we can because what's gonna be funny is i i don't even know if i'm gonna remember because <laughs> every day i'm just saying something so let's see it's okay i mean if you can do it to camera on tiktok i feel like you'll yeah, be fine yeah, now. we can we can wing it so the first thing i want to jump into is life doesn't get better by chance it gets better by change yeah that was recent that was i recent. remember that but i think that's yeah, I, I, I was having a conversation with someone recently about change and how, like, we by nature resist it because I think as people we want to stay comfortable, we want to stay in our... What we don't realise is that comfort is actually like a weight on our shoulder. It's like a It's like a weight that's dragging us back, but we think that it's secure. And actually, when we want to improve our lives, when we want to push and when we want to achieve something change is the best thing for it. Like when you when you see someone that goes, they make like a crazy body transformation or, you know, they all of a sudden earn loads of money. They they change their life around. They don't chance their life. Right? It doesn't, it hasn't just randomly happened. They've had to put in the work and they've had to look themselves in the mirror with integrity and change. So I'm very big on going with the flow when it comes to change and just letting things taking things as they come and not being so against it when you think when you try and fight changes when you really get stuck you get in a rut and it's just life will throw different things at you which you're not in control of but what you are in control of is your reaction and how you deal with it and I think as people if we can just give our best mm. then you know all, all that can happen is the best for us rather than just always try and fight everything that's thrown at us yeah there's yeah. a similar quote that says there's people who think life happens to them and then there's people who make life happen. Yeah. And I really like that because I think there is something to be said for, you know, fate and things happening randomly. But I think it was Jimmy Carr who said that you need to be lucky, like yeah. create your own luck. And I had an experience of that recently where a fitness influencer that I really admire was doing an event and she put on her Instagram guys, there's one spare ticket, who wants to come? And I thought, oh, don't know, I won't know anybody there. Yeah. It might be a bit awkward. I've got to get up early, travel there. And I messaged in the end and I was like, I'd love to come. Please, can I have the ticket? And I got the ticket out there of like 300,000 people. And I met her. We had a really great conversation. I had a great time. And I came away and thought, hmm, like, yes, I was lucky, but I put myself in that situation Yeah. for that to happen. I really like um, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yes. And that is so true. So true. I remember when I was younger being a very, like, why me guy? Like, why do other people have stuff that I don't? Why mm. was I not born into this? Or why do I have to work extra hard, whatever it is? Yeah. And I think when you live like that and you feel sorry for yourself and you think you're unlucky, you're almost, like, in this environment of cool, that's where you're operating, you're in this miserable state, the world will keep throwing miserable stuff at you. And I think when you actually decide, it's almost like you have to live like the person that you want to be or the things you have before it happens. And you're like, no, I'm a, let's take music, for example. No, I'm a superstar, I'm going number one in the charts. And then you have that attitude and you live like that. And then subconsciously you start doing all the things to make it happen. You start making the records, you start doing all these things, you start doing the promo that when the opportunity comes, for example, you go and, yeah, I have the ticket, you're prepared 
for it in terms of, yeah, you're prepared to wake up, you was prepared to travel there and all the rest of it. So it just aligns. Mm. I think luck is a very, people just think it's completely by chance, but yeah. you definitely can, definitely can wing your own luck. What do you think about manifestation and the law of attraction? Just as you're saying that then, I was thinking about it because I'm quite, I don't really follow that trend, I guess you yeah. can call it that. But one thing I did hear someone say when it comes to the law of attraction is, like you said, almost do things as if you were already where you wanted to be. And yeah. I heard someone talk about it when she first started making YouTube videos. She imagined that they were going out to 100,000 people. So she was putting in the effort and making them good enough quality that hundreds of thousands of people would enjoy watching it. Yeah. And then she obviously did manage to accrue followers because she was putting out high quality content. Yeah. But I'd be interested to know what's your whole perspective on on that um, kind of thing. I think everything is already out there. Yeah. In terms of, I used to like with my mates talk about this when we were younger, when you would like mention a car or something like that and then you would see it everywhere. All the time, yeah. It was like it would just be unlocked in the map. It was <laughs> like crazy. And I think that, ev yeah, I think that every option that we could possibly have is literally there and how you decide to perceive reality and how you decide to live your day-to-day -day will determine what path you get so i guess in theory that is law of attraction if for example you live your life like you are on x salary and you dress really smart and you head to all these places where them type of people are where you would get that type of career for example as a young man you are eventually going to fall into that but if you say you want that, but you're down the pub three days a week with your friends and you're 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 just doing stupid stuff, you're it, it's not going to happen. So I do believe you have to live how you want to be premature to it actually happening. So I do think law of attraction is very real. It's funny, like you said about it being a trend type thing. I think a lot of people from my videos think I'm a very spiritual person, yeah, and would like sit there and manifest and write stuff, which. I actually don't. I did a lot when I was younger. I'm more of a, I guess I'm, I'm more see it as like an action, like an action taking side of things. If I want something, I kind of waste no time. I just get into just doing it. I'm like, yeah. right, what are the steps that I need to take? Okay, I know that I'm good enough to make this happen. I know that I can see it happening in my future. I visioned it. Yep, that that's possible. Let's yeah. just do it. I think that's a really good approach because... I guess the manifestation part is you're thinking about what you want. Yeah. You know, it's all, always on your mind that there's a quote that's like, if you can't stop thinking about it, don't stop working for it. Yeah. But then, yeah, if your actions aren't matching what you're thinking about, then you're not going to really progress. Like, you can't just read The Secret by Rhonda Byrne and then think, wow, then every, everything's going to yeah. happen to me. I'm going to be super successful. Monzo just sent you five million. Yeah, that would, <laughs> yeah. That would be really great. Um Okay. But I, th I think just quickly on that, I yeah. think the people that do take it seriously, like manifesting is powerful if you use it in a way that you've manifested, you're like excited, you're motivated and you go out there and you do it. Yeah. So it is, I think it's really powerful in that sense of people that take it seriously and the people that are religious about it probably don't even realize that it like then sculpts their day. Whereas you are right. You can't just go, I want to be... Write it down in a I want to be an A-list celebrity, cool. Now I'm just going to go and do the same yeah. old things I've always done. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, so next one. 
formula for making difficult decisions. You shared this on TikTok. Yeah, this one went crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Lay the options out and pick the most uncomfortable decision. Yeah. And I noticed a comment on that video that said, this wasn't the answer I wanted. I wanted the easy, stress-free route. Learning and growth can't come at the expense of mental well-being. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I just wondered what you thought about that was the first video About where that. I had a couple comments that I was like, oh, I need to elaborate on this. Yeah. Because what I meant by that video was usually, not usually, I think nine times out of ten, in our in the uncomfortable decision, the one that like gives butterflies in our belly, the one that we're scared of, the one that like makes us nervous, mm. we feel them emotions because we are emotionally connected to that decision. That's the one that we want to make. That's the one that we know is right. That's the one where we know our growth is and it's easier to just avoid that and go ah but you know what for example i think i use in a if you're working a job that you absolutely hate and you want to move career but you know what this pays the bill and actually i'd have to do job interviews and all the rest of it i'll just stay here to me that is the wrong decision and like to that comment what a lot of people don't realize is that the actual pain of staying the same most of the time most of the time outweighs the pain of changing yeah but people don't perceive it like that Stephen Barlett has a quote I mean obviously he's hugely successful and he he said he kind of struggled to understand why people would stay in bad situations because he's always had a habit of quitting and moving on to the next business and the next thing um but he said uncertainty is better than certain misery yep which I think is so true yep there's like something beautiful about being uncomfortable and like putting yourself in discomfort because I think it ignites in you, okay, like something raw, we're going to do this now. Like we have to make this happen, which a lot of the time people are afraid of. But for example, when I'd first started my business, I was like, I'm in an iron on the fence for ages about quitting my job because I was like, I'm not making enough money here and this is risky, I'm getting paid and... My family were like, I mean, they're super supportive now, but they were like, you definitely shouldn't quit your job. <laughs> and I remember just going, no, I'm doing it. That's it. It's done. And at that point, income cut off, had to move out of my flat, lived on my mate's sofa for like eight months. Like, But it was the best decision I ever made because then it was like, okay, cool. The only option is to make it work. There is no, there is no like, we can go and do this instead. Yeah. And evidently, as soon as I'd done that, all the things that we needed to happen happened because they had to happen. Like we had to get a big investor. And then as soon as we got our jobs, we did. Yeah. And all these things like fell into place because you create the space for it to happen. Like you can't move on from an uncomfortable situation in a relationship or a job or whatever it is, if you're not willing to face the change and just be uncomfortable for a bit. So that's where we grow. You don't get, you don't learn life skills. You don't get stronger by doing your day to day where you're just coasting. You have to walk into that. Yeah, it's nice to hear you tell a personal story to that because a lot of self improvement, self development things I hear, it's like there'll be a really good quote, soundbite or something, but then the person doesn't really have anything to back it up with. And yeah. like, well, is that your personal experience or do you just think it sounds motivational? Yeah, and that was why. I felt like I needed to come into this a bit because I couldn't find motivation or 
almost inspiration from the people that I was listening to because it feels very like disconnected and unemotional when not saying that people that say all this stuff haven't struggled or haven't been through it, but when you're not willing to put it out there sometimes though, so you don't know. Yeah. So, and I remember getting that a few times where like people would comment on that video, like must be easy for you. Like you're walking alongside the beach or something. And I was like, the reason I was in Cyprus, for example, that month is because like my dad's like ill with cancer at the minute and I was over there looking after him. I didn't tell people that all the time because I'm using that platform not to go, look at me, my life's hard. I'm more like, I want to put something out there that's like, your life might be hard as well, but together, collectively, we can use this advice to improve ourselves together. So you are right, it is important to put a piece of you out there so people have that context to mm. go, yeah, you, I actually took this own advice on board and yeah, that's why I back it so much. So I think you actually made a video in response to that or maybe it was a different video. Where About you, my name. Yeah, yeah, I wondered if you could just share that story because I yeah. think it's, it's really lovely actually. Yeah, so someone had basically said, where's an example of when you took the most uncomfortable and why? Yeah, so basically for anyone who doesn't know, my name is Hercules Nicola, as ridiculous as it is. Um, but yeah, growing up in like sort of East London and around them ways as a kid, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an elaborate name and kind of makes you a bit of a target. Kids are nasty, right? And yeah, I think I was about seven or eight years old. And long story short, I'd suffered a hemorrhage, um, suffered a brain hemorrhage, which was bizarre. I actually remember At the seven day. Seven years old. Yeah, seven or eight years old. I was yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a whole... I remember in my mouth I could, like, taste blood and I said to my dad, like, there's, like, something's going on here. And he was like, you probably bit your tongue or something. And then apparently five minutes later I was blacked out. It was, like, blood was just pouring out of me. My mum had, like, thought I'd been hit by a car. There was, like, blood all over the drive. It was just nuts. Oh, my goodness. And, um, yeah, crazy. And after that I had... I was in hospital for a while transfusions all the rest of it and my skin like had a really weird reaction to whatever I'd been through and basically I was like covered head to toe and like I lost all the pigmentation so my skin like had white blotches everywhere I still actually have some here but um so not only was I called Hercules I literally had like patches like a cow and like kids were just nasty so in the end like we had moved and I'd like started a new school and I said to my mum at the time, like, I don't want to be called, I don't want to be called this anymore. Like, all the kids are going to, like, rip into me. I want to, like, just reinvent myself. And my uncle was called Lee at the time, and it was, like, Hercules. And we were like, you know what, like, Lee will work. And I just ran with that. And the whole time I was at secondary school, obviously my legal name was still Hercules. So, like, teachers would, like, call it out. On the register. And I would be like, no, that's not my name. Like, that's what my name means in Greek. Or, like, say it was my middle name. Like, I would always make up a lie. Everyone knew, which was the funny thing, because I thought that I was, like, really holding it down. (laughs) Everyone obviously knew that that was... And I was like, it was like this myth that I was so embarrassed of. And I just wanted to be, like, normal. I wanted to, like, have paler skin, fit in, have a normal name. And... Yeah, it wasn't until I realised that that version of me had, like, diluted everything that I was passionate about and who I was. And I was, like, this guy who was just moping around, all, like, why me, really miserable, and that was, like, Lee. And then for me, I remember getting to sort of my early, mid-20s, and I was like, 
all I wanted to do was be the same as everyone. And now actually, not like I want to be different, but I was like, why was I running? Now everyone else wants to be unique. Yeah. It, I, ha- like, I feel like that transition happens as you yeah. like, leave school. Yeah. Everyone's no, doing their own thing. And it's like, I don't want to be the same as everyone else. Exactly. You've got more to give than that. And I remember just thinking, I don't know why I've ran from who I actually am for so long. Um so I kind of just ran with like, yeah, by the way, everyone, like that was my real name. Yeah. This is my name. This is my passport. These are all my old school books. Like that is who I am. And with that liberating moment came loads of other things in terms of how I wanted to dress and how I wanted to like be perceived and like th- the type of stuff that I would do. And I remember in that moment, Lee was like a real people pleaser. He wanted everyone to love him and be like the center of attention and like be invited to everything and that just disappeared from my life like now I have a much smaller circle and with people who are like genuine that want to be around me for who I am and that decision of being like you know what I'm gonna just be who I am and not have an expectation of what other people want from me was really uncomfortable to like put yourself out there but also as time went on the most liberating thing that I ever done in my life was yeah. just be myself <laughs> I'm so happy for you and I thank you I think that's such an important message to anybody that's listening and people who've been through the similar journeys or that they're trying to figure out like where their passions lie who they want to hang around with because something I touched on in a previous podcast at the end of the day we all end up in the graveyard as morbid as that sounds but why would you not want to live life the way you want to live yeah. life like when you simplify it down so much, it's just like, yeah, it's silly. And people end up like wanting to be a copy of like a, a version of someone else yeah. or something else. Yeah. But like the best thing that you can be like, you are the best version of you. Like there, everyone else has already taken just do you, just be you. Mm. The people that will need to be around you will be around you that love you for that. And the people that don't, don't matter anyway. Yeah, exactly. I relate to that so much. Like, obviously, starting this podcast is a completely new adventure for me. And because I listen to a lot of podcasts, I've been thinking, oh, I'm not like Chris Williamson. I'm not like Stephen Bartlett. And I'm not a fitness professional. But then I sat (laughs) and reflected and I thought, yeah, but everybody has loads of different things about them that they can then bring together. Like, there might be people listening who... I don't know, really creative and good at art, but they like fitness. And it's like, okay, maybe you could combine those two yeah. things and you're going to be something completely unique. But like touching on the fact that you said like, oh, I'm not them, I'm not this guy. Like that's a good thing because they are already them. Yeah. And like they're already we doing their thing. don't need two of them. Exactly. Like yeah. what people need is like your podcast, your take on things, like your interpretation of how mm. a conversation should flow. Because I think when people just try and carbon copy something you end up with like this copy and paste culture where and it's a, it's the same with a lot of content as well in especially actually it's not even just to i mean fitness music whatever it is it's very same same yeah and i think people are afraid to be a little bit more unique in themselves yeah when it comes to being creative but actually like i love when i see someone like go against the grain when they're like they make content and it's like not trending audio and it's like not the same as everyone else and I'm like yeah just do you like it might have less likes than other people but eventually it will hit its audience and I saw a thing that was like you can copy but the paste won't be the same (laughs) and it's so true yeah yeah exactly (laughs) okay let's get on to another one then so you said more things alarm us than they do harm us yeah I love this one and you were talking about how 
we suffer so much more anticipating something going wrong than the thing actually going wrong. This is something I'm really trying to work through. So I'd love if you could just yeah, it's a very, elaborate on that. It's a very stoic approach. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're probably familiar with what that is, but it's it's basically the idea, it's like the idea that, and we all do it, we suffer more in our imagination than our reality because when something's like going wrong. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I don't know why as humans, but we're like, right, worst case scenario, that's going to happen. My life is ending. Everything is crashing. It's crumbling. Like, let's say, for example, we make a mistake at work and like people go home, they take it home, they worry about it all night. They go in the next day and it's like, oh, it's not even an issue. And even if it is an issue, you end up suffering twice because let's say something does go wrong and you have to change something and whatnot. You've spent the whole last day worrying about it and then you have to deal with it as well. And I think we waste a lot of time anticipating what possibly could go wrong rather than just actually uh, constructively, like just critically thinking about our options and what we would do and then kind of just going, you know what, I'm going to wait and see Mm. what happens. I also think by always thinking about like what the worst case could be, you almost, back to like the law of attraction thing, you almost bring it into existence because you're like, oh, okay, this is going to happen. I know that they're not going to talk to me anymore or whatever's going to happen. And then it's like you almost start operating in that space and you allow it to just come into your life. So, yeah, that one is such a difficult one, though. Like, I don't think you can just listen to that and go, oh, yeah, okay, I'll stop. Yeah, no, I think everybody (laughs) is, uh, well, especially for me, I'm very much an overthinker. And so I kind of overthink every scenario, think of like the worst case scenario, blah, blah, blah. But I heard, do you know Mo Gowda? Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone listening, he, um, really smart guy, and he's kind of on this project of one billion happy. So all his lessons are about like making people happy. And he came up with this happiness plan. And I had to write it down in my notes because I think it's so brilliant. And he said, if you're thinking about something, say you're worried that a friend doesn't like you, ask yourself, is it true? is what you're feeling backed up by facts. And if it's not, then just drop it. If it is true, the friend doesn't like you because they've fallen out with you, can you do something about it? And then if you can't do something about it, can you then learn to accept it in a way that's helpful? Yeah. So tell yourself, okay, I've fallen out with this friend. Maybe I have to let that friendship go, but then maybe I'll make room for new ones. And I just thought, 
it's so simple. Yeah, it but really it's a is. really nice way to just like kind of stop the thoughts from like running wild in your head and just sit back and like be realistic. Yeah, people identify. I do as well. Like we identify with our thoughts way too much, as yeah. in they are all us and what we actually think. When really our brain is like the most complex, insane like computer system that there is. Not everything that it produces is a fact. But because we're sitting there and we have this inner dialogue all the time that people, I don't think they can realise, I don't think they realise they can control as much as they can. Everything they says we just believe to be true. But that was what I said in that video is like, something's gone wrong, can you do something about it? Yep, then don't worry, just do something about it. If you can't, okay, don't worry, you can't do anything about it. So you can either spend your time suffering about it and nothing will change or you can move on again, like we were saying earlier, and just accept the change. His big thing is, like, you're not your thoughts, but you feel like you are because, obviously, you're listening to your own narrative 24-7. And sometimes that's why therapy is so great because you get the chance to speak out loud and hear yourself back and then process things. Yeah, like, actually verbally saying something makes it the problem halved. Mm. Like, I do currently like free 15 minute calls with people like just they click the link in my bio and loads of people book them all week and it's really funny because i talk for like a minute really people just call up and just like reel out a problem and then they're like and then that's the si-, and then they're like yeah and then this is what i need to do about it and actually that's you the haven't solution. said anything and i'm like yep go and do it <laughs> and then they're like thanks so much yeah. and i'm like you that was all you yeah. sometimes people just need to say it <clears throat> and then they're like right okay actually it's not that bad because I've got it out of my own head because in my own head I'm hammering it around and I'm like panicking it's myself problem. say it to another person and it's almost like you get that um comfort in that they agree with what you're saying yep yeah, yeah no yeah that is pretty bad yeah. but you should do that about it okay cool weight's gone off the shoulders so yeah something similar that just came to mind is another point that I want to get on to and you said this is your number one piece of advice from your experience with life co- of mm-hmm. life coaching people and you said stop taking things so personally yeah that's in a book by the way have you read it four agreements nope read it it's incredible okay i read it recently and it's like that's one of the four agreements is to not take things personally so the, and i'm bad for this as well i think we all are is Someone's like having a bad day. Someone has a bad reaction to something. Let's say, for example, you cut into a lane and the person's like slams their horn on. And like we just have a tendency to let that ruin our day. We think it's like a personal attack. We're like, how dare they do that to me? Or like the woman in the shops might have done a 12-hour shift. You've come in. She's about to close. Shut the coffee machine down. And you're like, yeah, can I have a large latte? whatever? And you're like, how? She was so rude to me. She didn't even say... (laughs) And it's like people all have their own realities and their own perceptions of how a day is and everyone's looking at things differently. And then all of a sudden we like cross each other in what you believe to be your reality, but it's not, it's theirs as well. Yeah. And not everyone is unfortunately going to like you and agree with you and feel the same as you. And I think the quicker you can accept that, the quicker you can have a much happier life. Because if you think everyone is supposed to sing the same song as you and be happy for everything that you've got going on mm. and react in the way that you want them to, you're going to live a really, I think, disheartening life. Yeah. And it's just it's just simply what people do is usually 
a reflection or sort of a regurgitation of some form of trauma that they have that they haven't probably dealt with yet. And then it comes out as an emotion. Like it's always attached to a feeling. And then what we do is we go, how dare they? And then all of a sudden you regurgitate some form of feeling and emotion. And it's like this cycle of just, it's just negative emotions. And rather it's a, it's like the saying of like, be the bigger person, which I used to, especially when I was younger, I'd be like, no way. If someone is going to argue with me, I'm going to win the argument. And now I'm like, you know what? If they clearly have something going on, the best thing you can do is almost like love is the biggest glory rather than just going into it with hate and despite. And I think you just, you keep that cycle going. So it's all about trying to break that and not let the small things ruin your day. Yeah. You don't need to. And it is, it's really hard day to day. And I think... A really big thing, like when you said this, the first thing that came to my mind was relationships and getting dumped or even worse is getting ghosted because you're left ruminating. You're thinking, what did I do wrong? Why didn't they like me? Why didn't they want to see me? And it feels so personal Mm. because they don't want to be with you for whatever reason. But you can drive yourself crazy, I think, by just overthinking every possible reason. Yeah, I remember the first time that I had proper had that in my life when I was younger of someone like ghosting and disappearing and you go through like this weird phase of being like, okay, I must like not look good enough or I obviously said something wrong or the way I behave isn't right or am I too clingy or not clingy enough and then all of a sudden you analyse every aspect of who you are as a human, which is so unhealthy. I do think that sometimes like... Not sometimes. You always need to have self-reflection and see if the way you're behaving is the correct way to behave. And actually, if you did do something wrong, you can't just, for example, be an ass and then be like, oh, don't take things personally. Like, that's just on them. Like, if, if you've done something, yeah. you've done something wrong. But back to, like, the being ghosted thing, simply sometimes that person is just has something going on in their life or you're just not for them. Yeah, I've been And on it's the, really I've, not a big yeah. deal. Like, why would you want to be with or for someone that, doesn't want you but that's the funny thing because i've then been on the other side where i haven't wanted to be in a relationship with someone i still think they're great and lovely and i care for them but just didn't work out yeah so it's really difficult i think yeah it's like a i think that's like an arc in life that everyone goes through at one point the the sooner the better type thing in terms of having it doesn't even need to be breakup a lot of it's friendships i went through this heavy with I was, like, best friends with this guy for years since we were kids. We were, like, inseparable. And he just, like, moved away not that far and then just kind of disappeared, cut me off. Like, we'd stop messaging. we like, really tried to stay in touch. And slowly over, like, two, three years, it just went like that. And now we just don't talk. And he was, like... I had a similar thing. My yeah. brother. Yeah, like, same. Even now I would die for that guy haven't heard from him for like a year and a half and I remember for ages I was like what did I do like have I done something wrong and in the end I was like you know what he's dealing with what he has going on in his own life in that way he's cut off all his past he's moved on he's got new friends whatever you know what like best of luck to you I can only wish you well but for a while I was super resentful like how can you do that to me but again don't take it personally there's nothing wrong with me and how our relationship was that's just the path that he's taken in life and his reality and I just have to accept that. I think a lot of people will resonate with that and I think, yeah, you just, as hard as it is, you've kind of just got to make your peace with it and move on. 
so much I want to talk about one of the things being comparison and in another video you made you said don't compare your chapter one with someone else's chapter 20 yeah I love that yeah I personally figured that out a lot when it comes to I think a lot of fitness and gym culture and stuff like that and like your personal body image or your career when you're younger especially like comparison like the old phrase comparison is the thief of joy like it literally is and you might go in to the gym as a young man like young whatever it is man adult and you see progression in yourself and you feel good about it and then all of a sudden the dude next to you is in like 10 times better shape than you and you're like oh well I'm lousy and you instantly have like all that positive progression that you've made you've you've wrote it off it's gone it's like in the bin and it's the same with women like they might lose a bit of weight they tone up they get in better shape and then someone walks in and looks better than them and it's like it's a real like cancer on the brain because Mm. nine times out of ten a lot of the stuff that people are comparing to online isn't real like it's people only give their best angles their best day their best trip like people will only show you what they want you to see so if you're hitting that explore page and going oh my god my like my life sucks i'm not jack like this guy and on a yacht like these people and all the rest of it it's a really the only person you should be comparing yourself to is like the yesterday's version of you yeah and people always go because if you're better than yesterday, then great. But I also think there's an angle of if you weren't better than yesterday, which does happen because we have ups and downs, if you're worse off, I almost find that you can take inspiration on that and go... Your past self, almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... um, I think comparison is... It's probably one of the most negative things, I think, as young people, especially, that we can... Yeah. That we can have. It's so funny you use the gym example because I'm obviously into my gym and fitness and my gym's quite male-dominated. And so I'm not really directly comparing myself to anybody in there because I don't want to look like the really buff bodybuilder guys. And the other day I'd finished my workout and then saw a girl training, doing some sort of HIIT workout. So she was training hard. She was in really good shape and I just thought, oh, like, why don't I look like her? And I had to stop myself and just think, Ruby, you've just done a really good workout. You're doing your own plan. You're on your own journey. And it's funny because I think, just going back to what you were saying there, when that internal critic is chattering away in our mind, we like, for instance, I look at that girl and my brain's taking a single point of comparison and thinking she's in better shape than me. She looks better than me. And then that expands to she's a success and I'm a failure. Yeah. And I've just made myself feel crap. And that's like one angle of your existence. Yeah. That of one tiny it is. thing, which is of like it is. this workout today. Whereas yeah. I always find there's probably something that she will look on you and go, I wish I was more like this or more like that. Mm. And comparison definitely isn't just physical it's like yeah i found myself before comparing to people's like demeanor and how they hold themselves in conversations and i'm like i wish i could be like that or knowledge or work or money and all these things but i think the more time you spend standing still looking around and comparing yourself the less time that you're just moving forward and progressing it doesn't Mm. matter about again like the chapter one if you've just walked into a business and you're a, you're a young guy fresh out of uni and someone's been there for 10 years 
you're at a different level. Like, of course, you're going to have different responsibilities. You might be doing the more basic grunt tasks. You're going to be getting paid different. But, like, why does it matter that they're there and you're not? It, it really doesn't matter because that's not in your story. That's not in your journey. All you can do is just keep writing your pages. It's so hard but actually so easy to realize how irrelevant everyone else's journey is. Yeah. Like it doesn't it doesn't impact you at all, so it's it's a complete it's a waste of time putting that as a point of comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like what you say about using that as inspiration. Yeah. Because it's so easy to yeah, feel like negatively compare yourself to somebody and let that spiral into jealousy and envy and that is the cancer in the brain that you're talking about whereas actually you could use it as a source of inspiration like yep. you are the guy at uni starting out and then you get given a talk by a really successful business guy why yeah. would you compare your chapter one then when yeah. you could get to where he is and i am so for this idea of compare yourself to who you were yesterday not to yeah. who someone else is today and i think for anybody that listening for anybody that's listening i think that's a really important message and something I've just written down, which is I wrote in a blog post ages ago about comparison, is if you can aim just one or two decisions in your life towards a better result today, then you can build on yesterday. And it can be such small things, waking up on time, not hitting the snooze, snooze button, you know, going to the gym when you didn't go yesterday. And these decisions, they do eventually compound until the future version of you is remarkably different to the past yep. version of you. And it is something I'm trying to work through. So I'm not saying that, you know, I've achieved that. But ultimately... But you have though, actually. Yeah, if you are in a doing way. It slowly, that's the whole point. In it. A, it is, it's, and it's yeah. a very slow process. But I yeah. think ultimately, I guess the goal isn't to stop comparing yourself completely because you can't switch that internal critic off, but it's to just become so focused on improving yourself that you don't really stop to take notice anymore. Yeah. It's an old, um, it's an old Japanese proverb, which is called Kaizen. And what it basically means is the art of constantly improving slowly, getting 1% better daily. Yeah. Rather than trying to flip it all. 1% better. I like that. Yeah. We are running out of time, which is really annoying. But I'm going to do one more thing and then we'll round it up. You made a video ages ago and (laughs) this is slightly embarrassing. (laughs) One out of the archive. No, this is slightly embarrassing to say because when I first came across your TikTok, it was this video that I saw and I was scrolling late at night. And it was a video where you just said, you're going to be okay, you know. Yeah, that one one hit for a lot of people. Yeah, I I will admit I shed a few tears. Because I think in that moment, it was just exactly the words that I needed to hear. Mm. And I just wondered if you could share that message for anybody who's listening, who's at a low point in their life. They're struggling with something. They're not feeling good. I just wondered if you could share that on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, It is. I just want to quickly say before that as well. Yeah. A lot of them videos, when I say them, I've had this conversation with some people really close to me is I'm giving that message to myself as well. Sometimes my TikTok is like a diary yeah, and I'm sharing the conversation that I'm having with myself. So I remember going for a walk that day and it was like the message is you're going to be okay to anyone listening as well. Like you will be okay. You will move on. You will get past this. And a lot of the time it feels like 
the weight of the world is on our shoulders. Everything's going to come crashing down. But it goes back to you're suffering more in your imagination here than in your reality. Things are hard and things will potentially remain hard, but good becomes bad and bad goes back to good. Hot is cold and cold is hot. And I think in this universe, there's a yin to every yang. Everything has to balance itself out. If you sit in that and you stay there, you will remain in that darkness. And the most important thing that we can do is keep moving forward every day. And what people don't understand, for people that are listening, is the fact that you're still here is it means you actually have a 100% success rate of getting through the hardest things that have ever happened to you. So people that don't feel strong or that they feel weak and they feel like everything's on top of them, you're still going, which means you are getting stronger, you are progressing, you are pushing forward and you're winning. And it's the measurement of someone and how good they are isn't isn't how how much like how good you are when everything's happening for you in life and everything's great and everything's going wonderful and there's rainbows and sunshine. It's the real measurement of someone is, you know what, when we're in the grit and when things are really going bad, you have the ability to keep walking forward. And I think that's that is all we can do as people and just know that you you will be okay. And that there is someone around you that is definitely proud of you and if not Sometimes people need to be a bit more proud of themselves. Yeah. Sometimes it literally is waking up and getting out of bed, like you said, and brushing your teeth and going downstairs and just making breakfast. Yeah, and that's something That's a win sometimes. Something I'm conscious of with this podcast is obviously it's the personal best podcast. We're talking about self-development, becoming the best version of you, but sometimes that is the smallest thing. I don't want people to listen and think... I've got to go and run 50 kilometers like Hercules to be the best <laughs> version of myself. It might yeah. just be, yeah, going f- like for a long walk, brushing your teeth, having a shower, cooking healthy food, like really small things that you weren't doing previously. That's that 1% better daily. And I think a lot of people get confused that they need to get 100% better overnight. And I think when you do that, you set yourself up for, you set yourself up to fail and then yeah. you, you get back in this cycle of, you go one step forward, four steps back. Yeah. But if you can just slowly crack away one step at a time, let's say, for example, you do want to start, let's just use running because you said it, you want to run a marathon. You don't go out and run a marathon. You go out and you run a 1K and then a 5K and you slowly build up your tolerance. And that's the same of anything in life. If you're overcoming um, something that you've got going on in your mind, mental health issues or even just health issues, we slowly have to build up tolerance and we slowly have to chip these things away out, out of our life getting over something like depression or anxiety or social anxiety, it won't happen in a day. But if you can have these small little wins that are achievable and attainable, you'll feel like you've accomplished something each day when you set yourself something that's realistic. Mm, And then you start to get in that positive. I always think in life we're on a positive upward spiral or a downward spiral. And I think coasting is like the dangerous place um, because we're just existing, we're not living. And as long as you can do something that just slowly brings the chart up, however small it is, you're on a yeah, positive that's where trajectory. The magic happens. And that exactly. Yeah. yeah. We really are running out of time. But All my good. last question Go to you it. is if you had to share one piece of advice or a quote or a mantra to help people achieve their personal best, what would it be? Good is the enemy of great. And by that I mean when something's just good enough and it's just it's just okay. It often is holding us back from achieving our personal best. So that 30K a year job that you've got that's really comfortable is stopping you going to start that business that can make you millions. And 
your friends telling you that you don't really need to worry about how you look too much and actually don't worry if you're a little bit overweight. It's kind of comforting you from getting into the shape that you want and, you know, your the comfortable life that you've got around you, whether that's at home with your parents or in your city that you was brought up in, staying in a local town, that comfortable blanket is what's stopping you. Sometimes you need to take that off and get uncomfortable so you can get there. And yeah. I'm an advocate of being of daily discomfort, doing something every day that makes you uncomfortable that you don't want to do. And I guarantee that is self-love is in that discomfort. Yeah. Do something that you don't want to do that you know you should do. Get rid of the good and you will become great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. 20 no seconds left to tell people where can they find you? Yeah. So my TikTok is walking with Hercules. Um, if you type in Hercules, Nicolau, Spell it somewhere on the screen. Oh, if not, it's 5-M-I-R-K-Y is my Instagram. You can find me on both of them. Thank you so much. Thank you. We've done it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to follow the podcast and leave a review, then please do. But I'll see you next week for another exciting episode with a very big guest. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.